The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. So good evening. We find ourselves in ordinary time. It's kind of like things shifted from the last time, nativity scene and all this stuff. We find ourselves in green. Everything goes green. It's ordinary time. And in ordinary time, we can kind of just fall into the ordinary. Yet who are we called to point to? What are we called to point to in ordinary time and all times? And how can we live ordinary time in an extraordinary way, in an extraordinary way to bring all the more flavor to it, all the more life to it. I don't know about y'all, but I've lived in Louisiana for two years, so I like Tony Shashery. It's very good. It's Cajun spice. Put it on your eggs, spice them, you put it on anything, and it adds flavor, flavor. How do we bring a little more flavor to our life if it's kind of lost that? Where do we go? Who do we point to? Ordinary time. Well, let's look at the gospel today. Let's just look at the gospel. We can see the line all the way through. We hear the word that was sung there. The response, here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. I put myself before you. I don't know about you, but when you see the gospel today, it kind of makes you kind of scratch your head a little bit because here's John the Baptist who says twice, I don't know him. And you're like, John, he's your cousin. You played gaga ball with him and y'all played Foursquare and you did, he's your cousin. What do you mean you don't know this guy? You see, it seems like for John the Baptist, everything was just so easy. You know, he's the one out there with the hair and the locusts and all that stuff and kind of whatever. And we can kind of put the saints on these pedestals that they, they were like nothing like us, but they had something special and removed from us and life was a little better and he at least was Jesus' cousin, so it had to been better. But I mean, think about it. It's his own family. And so what was different with, with, with John that may be a little different with us now? Not, probably not too much. Jesus' divinity was concealed in his humanity. He was like us in all things but sin. 
still is like us. He's got our humanity up in heaven. And so his divinity was concealed in his humanity. We know the one part where his divinity was revealed, and that's the transfiguration when he took Peter, James, and John up. Up that high mountain. And he was transfigured before him, and they're like, let's just stay here. So what moved John the Baptist to actually say, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It was a gift. It was a gift to him. When the Holy Spirit comes down and the, the, the dove hovers over him, and John could have been like, come on, really, my cousin? It's him? And it seems like John was the only one pointing to Jesus, but Jesus all-knowing, all-loving, imagine his sacred heart beating for his cousin when he came up to the River Jordan. He saw him at a distance, and he says, there he is, the greatest of all prophets. A burning, shining light. And as Jesus is walking towards John, and John is looking at Jesus, and he's pointing to the people, trying to show them the way, who to follow, pointing people away from him, this passage doesn't say it, but John chapter 3, verse 30 says it beautifully. I must decrease, he must increase. I had a great opportunity being with Christ the King High School this past Monday and speaking to the whole student body and everything. And God bless the person who's introduced me, which was great. And, you know, they give the whole, this is what this person's done just to try to engage people, whatever it is. And she says, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love what he has to say and all that stuff. And I got up there and I said, man, I hope you forget everything about me and that somehow in some shape or form it brings you closer to Jesus. To decrease so that he can increase. So that by the way we live, we point people to Christ. And so John the Baptist was there on the river seeing his cousin coming. But Jesus was seeing him. He saw John. And he loved John. He knew, it. he knew the end of the story. He knew how John was going to go to prison and glorify him. And he knew it all. Imagine if you knew everything about every single person you saw walk in the face of the earth. Everything about everybody sitting in the pew here. All their struggles. All their hurts. All their worries. All their fears. All their hopes and joy. And as you walked into mass, you knew everything about every, everybody. I don't know, I think we'd be maybe a little more like Jesus when he stepped from the boat. Overwhelmed, tired, and he was like, they're like sheep without a shepherd. So he saw John. But you know what, my brothers and sisters in Christ? He saw you, and he saw me. And he saw the people that through our lives, we like John, are gonna be able to say, hey, 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 I'm not the one to follow. Follow him. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It was an act of faith for John to trust in the Holy Spirit and to say that my cousin is the Messiah and that's it. And I'm pointing you to him. We get to live that every time we come to Mass. You think it's tough for you? Imagine what it's like for us priests who celebrate Mass, broken as we are, knowing how much we need God's grace as much as you, and here we are saying these words day in, day out, and we're saying them, Jesus' words, he's using our vocal cords, and then we come to that pinnacle moment in the Mass. The source and summit of our Catholic faith. The moment when the priest consecrating the host broken for you and for me 
holds that what looks like a piece of bread up and says the same words. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold Him who takes away the sin of the world. And you respond, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Touch me, Lord, so that you can use me to go out and touch others. John the Baptist was a pointer. He pointed others to Christ. Every encounter we have with Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and nobody's set apart from it. I'm not. None of us are. Every encounter should change us. How is this moment, this evening, going to change me? How might I tonight, in some way, shape, or form, point somebody to Jesus? We don't have to look very far. You parents and grandparents are doing this on a daily basis. Had two baptisms this morning, went and blessed a home this afternoon, going and running and seeing domestic churches, seeing things happening, and that's, that's it. That's where we're going to point people to Jesus by the way we live, by the way we speak, by the way we invite others into the encounter with Christ. How might I in 2023 step a little bit out of my comfort zone knowing that Jesus is pointing it point back at him. I know you're real, Jesus. I know you love me. I know you want me to be your disciple. Here I am, Lord. I too come to do your will.